Last week was a refreshing spirit for me, and I know it was for a lot of you all, and uh, just what God was doing and how he was blessing and, and how he was moving. And man, I tell you, I'm just excited about the opportunities that God continues to open up doors. And, uh, and I'm just really thankful for, for how, he's, how he's going to move. I'm going to share some things with you today that may be an eye-opener to you. But I wrote down, I was, uh, I, I'm the guy that sweeps at the house. Any sweepers in the house? You got sweepers? Um, we have a rainbow system. It's not a sweeper. The guy who sold it to us years ago told us that it's not a sweeper. It is a system. We've had that rainbow system for um, a long time, probably 15, 15, maybe 16 years. So I was sweeping it. Just to give you an example, I was sweeping it one day with this rainbow system. I was down. I could tell you exactly where it was, and it quit. And I'm thinking, wow, why did this thing quit? So I called my buddy, and uh, he, um, I took it down to him, and he redid the whole thing. Had to put a new board in it because it needed it. It needed uh, just a, a just a, a tune-up, and um, and so I was using that. Today's Sunday. This was Thursday because I'm the guy who sweeps at the house, and uh, and I just began to think about the sermon that I'm preaching to you today, and and then it's like God began to pour things inside of my spirit. That I thought, man, I have got to share this. So here's my sermon. Here's the extra things. I went straight to the office and I wrote these things down. It is a choice within our lives. We have many choices within our lives. The devil has no right to attack you. We give him all the power that he needs through our speech. Now think of that. The devil has no right to attack us. You give him the power that he needs through your speech. <laughs> and That's what Sam said today. God's powerful. He gives me that on Thursday. Sam's got it. You're getting it. Many times, you all blame the devil for things. And it's not even him. It's you. It's you. John Sandy and I were talking about this coming up the road today. <laughs> Sometimes you all do it before the devil can get to you. And, and, and so I want to ask you something. Is addiction a choice? Is depression a choice? Is sickness a choice? How many of us today 
have it on your agenda this week to be sick. It's like, yeah, okay, let me put this down. Well, I see, cold on Monday, stomach virus on Tuesday, surgery on Wednesday. Sounds like what? Yeah. Look at Romans. This is, this is not even in the notes, but this is what the Lord gave me that day I was sweeping. Romans chapter 8. We'll give you some revelation here from him. Revelation 8 through 12. Listen to this. But if the, and, and here's, here's where it is. If you can get this revelation, if you could get this revelation of what I'm about to tell you, if you could get this, this place would bust out at the seams. Here it is. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body, bodies, by his spirit that dwells, keyword, last three, dwelleth in you. The same spirit, when Jesus was laying in the tomb, the same spirit that God used to raise him from the dead is the same spirit that is in you. So where's the problem? You don't have the revelation. If you could get the revelation on who you are, now some of you may, but if you could get the revelation on who you are, the same spirit that is in Jesus that is in the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit's not in heaven. The Holy Spirit's on earth. God and Jesus are in heaven, but the Holy Spirit is here. The same Spirit that, Jesus, that God used to raise Jesus from the dead is inside of you. The creator of the universe, His Spirit is inside of you. So here's my question. Why are you struggling? Does God struggle? Does Jesus struggle? Does the Holy Spirit struggle? Why do we struggle? I'm glad you asked. Verse 12, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. There it is. Break this down. Hold on just a second. I'm going to go over to the blue letter Bible that I love so well. And I'm going to, I'm going to get what English, English Standard says on verse 12. So, so then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. When you dissect this down, now you got to really get this. Our flesh owes us nothing. We are not in debt to our flesh, but we sure are paying it back a lot. We pay our flesh a lot. Isn't that revelation? 
to think that we are not debtors to our flesh. We do not have a note at the bank that says that we owe our flesh anything. Our flesh does not deserve anything because it is in competition with the Spirit. And when the Spirit gets full reign within your life, then you absolutely will allow Him to control the Spirit. Understand something that lack of faith means you don't think God can do it. <clears throat> you don't think God can do it. That's what lack of faith is. The same power that Jesus has, you have. Do you think that Jesus ever said, well, I have this human side, God, that I just can't seem to quit gossiping. I, I just have this human side to where, man, when they brought that woman to me that was caught in a very active, very active adultery, and she was naked in front of me, God, I just can't seem to get that image out of my, out of my mind. Do you think Jesus ever did anything like that? No. Why? Because the same spirit that is in God is in him that is in the Holy Spirit and that is in us. Jesus, the scripture tells us that he makes a way of escape of some temptation. He said he'd make a way of escape of all temptation. Not just some of it, but all of it. Which leads me into the sermon today of a controlled spirit. Christians are trying to live in the spirit that is controlled by the flesh. Now think of that. Christians are trying to live in the spirit that are controlled by the, by the flesh. That means controlled by emotion, controlled by feeling. See, we cannot, we cannot allow our lives to be controlled by feeling. We, we, we cannot allow, God, allow ourselves to do that. Now look at Proverbs chapter 3, 5, and 6. Here's what it says. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not on the, thy own understanding. So we have to trust in him and lean not on what we think. Now I've always told this church that there was four campuses that I believe that the Lord wanted. I believe that one of them is out of state. The rest of them are in state. I was telling, uh, I was telling uh, Gary and Dustin this this morning that I believe that I will be working on the stuff that God wants me to do until about the age of 70. I've got that much to do, 55 now to 70, and then I'm hoping that I'll have another 20 or 30 years to look at it. That's what I'm hoping. 
I, I just want to look at it. I just want to see what all God does through it. We're working on a, on a campus in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. When we were in uh, Florida this past, uh, this past um, three weeks ago, we stopped in Spartanburg, South Carolina to visit some friends of ours who have literally been on this stage Bobby and Jennifer McAllister. Bobby taught me how to play piano. You can slap him later. But it, Bobby taught me how to play piano, taught me how to play bass guitar and, and, and a few other things. And so we stopped by their home uh, just for a few hours. Dustin, we were talking about this two and a half years ago. Just because we're talking about it two and a half years ago doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. You know, it just doesn't know. You just don't know. So, they're living in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And you say, well, you're talking about Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Yeah. When I'm driving through Spartanburg, South Carolina, I absolutely have no leading of anything. I'm driving through, I just feel this nothing. And so we... We go sit down with this family, which includes Bobby and Jennifer's son and daughter. The daughter is expecting their first child. Uh, the son-in-law runs a music store, works at a music store. Uh, their son, uh, uh, Cabe, is getting ready to get married in March. Then you have Bobby and Jennifer, uh, and Bobby works for, who was I told you he worked for? He works for Daystar Network uh, down in Spartansburg. I want you to hear this. Because when they sent me their vision of what they felt like that God wanted them to do, and then I sent them, and this is why I'm in Florida. I'm sitting at my, my computer. Y'all think I goof off when I'm in Florida? I work. I work every day while I'm down there. I have my laptop, and Christy and I are working through. I finished, finished the children's story uh, about uh, Frankie the honeybee while I was down there, and we're going to publish that. Uh, and so we've got some really neat, some neat things that are going on. And so I'm sitting there working on the vision of what I think that God wants to do. We sat down for almost three hours after us traveling as many hours as we did, we traveled another, another extra hour and a half so that we could be with them before we even started for home. And we started talking about vision. This family wants to do God's will. They're moving back to Winston-Salem from Spartanburg so that we can start a church. I'm talking every one of them have to get jobs when they move back. I'm talking about the seriousness of this ministry. I don't even know if you all realize this or not, 
But we took out 21 chairs on Tuesday out of this, out of here, to make it look fuller on TV. I ain't lying, I'm telling you. We took out 21 chairs. And we're about to take out more. Because this campus is going the opposite direction. It's got to turn and go the other way. If we've got people that are willing to partner with the Pulse Church in Winston-Salem and people to move, but yet we're taking chairs out of, out of the sanctuary in Gasaway to make it look fuller on TV, and there's more than empty seats, we have got to figure this thing out because this is not a podunk ministry. God, this is a universal ministry around the world. We got to figure this thing out because this place ought to be full. We ought to be buying chairs. We got to figure it out. If, if we've got people that are, that are willing to move to start ministries in other towns and in other cities, you know, that are farther away from here, but, but we, we can't seem to, to, to get, last, last Sunday was wonderful for me. I needed that so much because we have been tilling soil and tilling soil for 10 years. And I'm telling you what, I'm just waiting, Dustin. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I know it's coming, I know it's coming. I know, but, but the success of the ministry, Gasaway has to be here. That's why we have to trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct my path. I got a phone call the other day from a friend of mine. He says, I want to give you something. I said, you want to give me something? Yeah. I, I'm not used to people giving me stuff. And so I said, really, you want, to, you want to give me something? He said, yeah, I want to give you something. Where'd I say I went, Andy? Richwood? Yeah, Richwood. So I went to Richwood this week, and a guy takes me up on a hill, and there's almost, it's like 0.6 acres of land, three lots. He says, I'm giving this to you. He says, I'm giving this to you. All I got to do is pay to have it transferred, and he's giving it to me. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to own three lots, 0 0.06 acres of land in Richwood, which I've never been before. And I'm thinking, okay, God, what's the opportunity here? So I went to bed that night and I woke up and I thought there's abandoned houses on both sides. And I'm thinking, okay, there's abandoned houses on both sides. I need to go to the courthouse and see if those really are abandoned. And Barb, if they're abandoned, I can buy them for the taxes. Because when you walk down the street, there's real nice houses right down the street. 
But this street where that land is on top of that hill, there's not a nice house on the street. Now, don't go run to the courthouse in Nicholas County and buy this property. You don't even know where it's at, so I'm not going to tell you. So I'm thinking, why in the world, if, if I could go over and get this property on both sides of the street, and, and I'm not even saying it's going to happen, but you can only start with what you know, and I know that there's three lots on top of the hill that that we'll own, and I'm thinking, okay, what about the rest of it? God will present to you opportunities that will bring Him glory. So now I'm thinking about what kind of ministry can we have in Richwood? Can we have a daycare in Richwood? What can we do in Richwood? How can we, can we put a church in Richwood? Is this where you want? See, my brain never stops, and yours should never stop either. But not every idea is from God either, okay? You know, those lies that people say on how rich I am because of these buildings. Want to buy it? <laughs> In all, his, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Our son and daughter-in-law are in Spain. They left yesterday. We took them to the airport last night. I'm going to finish the message. The Presbyterians are going to beat us to show these today. I'm really sorry. But our kids are in Spain and uh, my daughter-in-law is now a doctor. There's never been a doctor. I'm one degree from a doctorate, but there's a do- she beat me. Dr. Fowler. I think that's really, really cool. So they went to Spain. And we took them to the airport. Uh, and Stephanie had never flown before. And man, I tell you, it was socked in. The storms around and... And I, I looked at John Christopher and I said, John, I said, I don't want to alarm you. I said, but number one, your flight's going to be delayed. And number two, your takeoff's going to be bumpy. I said, once you get over the clouds, you'll be okay. So I fell asleep. Then they flew to, they flew to uh, Philly. And then they flew out at 6 o'clock uh, last night, flew to 2 a.m. to get to Spain. There's a thing called flight following. I'm going somewhere with this, so bear with me. And you can literally type in either the tail number of the airplane or uh, whatever's on the ticket, and you can literally follow the flight. And so I fell asleep watching Christmas in July. Not on the Hallmark Channel, but what's the other, the great, the GAC. And I woke up about 2 a.m., and that's about the time that they were supposed to land. So I pulled it up on my phone, and it showed that they were like 10 miles out, and they were, this is a big airplane, and they were getting ready to land. They were 41,000 feet for the longest time. But as they were coming out of, as they were coming out uh, flying over the ocean, I noticed that there was a certain part 
of the, uh, the airplane was normally had a blue shade to it, but there was a certain part like this where the airplane was black. And then you could see where it came back in to communication and the airplane turned blue again. There are times as a pilot where in places that you go, there is no radioactivity. They only know that you were here then and they hope that you're coming out on the other side and they'll be able to hear you. I thought of that last night of why that airplane was black and then that's why I, I realized why that is. Do you know that we have nothing like that with God? No matter where we are, we have full communication with God. So that's why we don't have to, 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 uh, to, to listen to ourselves and to not lean on our own understanding, and He will direct the path. I believe that when I believe that Winston Salem is going to happen. I really do believe that. I, I think that everything is in place for this to happen, and I believe that this 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 could happen. We recently had an opportunity up in Indiana, almost Ohio, Indiana, in that area. Uh, a church contacted us to partner with us. We got 40 people in this church, and they're wanting to partner with us. They think we're something. We are something. That one didn't work out. There was another one, another opportunity that we had. That one didn't work out. But you can't stop exploring what God may do and what God wants to do. How many times, let me ask you this, because we're not to acknowledge, uh, we're to acknowledge him and, and he will direct our paths. How many times have you prayed about something and the answer didn't come as fast as you wanted it to, so you decided to take matters into your own hands? I see those hands. They, you prayed the prayer, you got up, you said, well, God didn't speak to me about it, so it's my decision. Well, the Bible says those who wait upon the Lord. So then I thought about the word waiting. And I'll get to that in just a minute. <coughs> but you tried to wait, and the key word was you, and then by you trying to wait, the example is this. You started living in the flesh instead of walking in the spirit. Did you know that waiting is walking in the spirit? Think of that. Waiting is walking in the spirit. My mentor, James Axworth, who John Sandy introduced me to uh, 35, 34 years ago said this to me one time who changed my life forever. He said, there's nothing lost in waiting. Nothing ever lost. You remember him saying that? Never anything lost in waiting. Sometimes you have to wait on God even when it hurts. 
even when it's uncomfortable, sometimes you got to wait. Stop putting things into your own hands. The Spirit of the Lord is patient. The flesh is always in a hurry. In Exodus chapter 14, 13 and 14, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. Do you think that Moses had a relationship with God to where he could say that? That's pretty gutsy if you ask me. They're standing there at, they're standing there at the Red Sea, Pharaoh's army is behind them, and he's telling them to stand still. If I'd have been in that crowd, I'd have thought he's lost his mind. Moses said unto the people, fear ye not, easy for him to say, but he's in the same boat. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them no more, I don't like this, forever. He could have stopped at no more. English would have stopped him at no more. You will never, you'll see them no more. But then he put forever. Fourteen. This is why I don't really like that song anymore. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. I, I was telling Olivia one day, we were getting ready to sing that song. I said, we got to pull that song. I said, that song's not even Scripture. Because here's what verse 14 says. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. So why are you fighting your battles? I'll tell you why. You want to know why? I say yes. Because you don't think God can do it. That's the whole thing in the nutshell. You absolutely think, in my, one of my dad's sayings, my dad has said this for years. That person is dumber than a sled track. You ever heard people say that? You all think God is dumber than a sled track, that he, that, that you, he don't know what he's doing. So you've got to take things in your own hands. God, now think of this. I said this in a podcast the other day. I don't know if you heard it or not. I said, but God doesn't need your help running your life. If you are going to deny self, if you are going to deny your, your will and what God wants for you, if you're going to deny that, then you keep doing what you're doing, making the same mistakes, being the same addicted person. If, if you're not careful, let me tell you something, you're going to let your afflictions define you. You're going to let your addictions define you you're going to let these things that, that you brag about that's wrong with you, you're going to let those things define you. Did you ever think of what the woman uh, at the well, did you ever think about what her name was? Or the woman with the issue of blood, what was her name? The woman with the issue of blood. It defined her, Andy. 
I, I often thought maybe her name was Hilda or Shanene or Shaniqua. I don't know, but she had a name. But who knows what it was because she was defined. But isn't it amazing? And it just, how much people brag on the devil. Do you know half the stuff that you blame the devil on? He ain't got time to fool with you. And you're blaming him. Well, the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. Yeah, right. You're praising him and you're shining light on him instead of shining light on the one who can fix it. And that's Jesus. I don't give him any praise because he's not worth it. And stop voicing stuff. Stop voicing stuff. Back to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not on thy own understanding. This statement is this. Our own understanding is influenced by worldly desires and limited perspective. When you think of the word perspective, here's what it is. It is the way that you see something. Many times within this ministry that I get to be a part of called the Pulse, I've driven up the road before and I'm saying, God, I don't see it, but I trust you. It's like, God, I don't see it, but I trust you. Did I ever think that I would be able to work with Jay Mace again after all these years and for him to just flourish like God's really helping him and to think, wow, what a great opportunity. For I never would have thought it. <coughs> and you could tell, ask him that. Don, I called him. I said, uh, Jay, I feel like that God wants another campus and I feel like that you're the pastor of that campus. Whoa. And this is like a brother to me. And then God worked it out. Are you looking at your decision making through a fleshly eye or the spiritual eyes? If I would have done that, you wouldn't be sitting here today. Think of that. And I'm not something. I'm telling you. Well, I'm something because of Jesus, but I'm, I'm just trying to figure it out just like you wouldn't be here today. If I would have went through my fleshly eyes instead of my spiritual eyes. The investment of gas away, I believe in this town. I believe that God wants to do something in Braxton County, West Virginia. But you cannot look at decision making through the flesh. Can I tell you something? Can I absolutely be real with you? Every one of my advisors told me not to do gas away. Don't do it. Christy and I and our family were on our way to North Carolina. 
Chris Stout, James Ashworth, get a hold of me. Chris is going to work for Maranatha. We need somebody to fill in at Mud Fork. I said, okay, I'll fill in. How many times did I tell Andy, I'm not the guy? I'm not the guy. Our house is on the market. You know, we're moving and we're putting the kids in Christian school when they were young then. Gosh, I remember Tori before she even met David. I remember these kids, I mean, they were young. Our son was young. Our daughter was young. And there were bumps along the right, along the, the way with this thing. And there were a, a lot of things that, and, and you think, woulda, coulda, shoulda. You know, if, if I wouldn't have done this, would have Lindsay gone through the stuff that she went through? And, and if, if, you know, I wouldn't have come to Gasway, would John have not met Stephanie? Because we'd have been in North Carolina. And would I not pursue flying like I'm doing and met such great friends that I get to minister to. The, the daycares wouldn't exist today if I would have made decisions by, flat, by my flesh, Gary, by my vision. You know, this uh, you know, no. Kelly Wayne was standing there the day along with Megan when we opened it the second time and the woman come up to me and she says, I want my check, I quit. Remember that? I don't know what to do. I told Christy, I said, I want to try one more time. I want to try one more time. One thing I appreciate Pastor Doug Smells for is because Doug led me to the right people that he knew that would get that thing off and running. And I've told him that publicly that I appreciate him so much for, for that opportunity. From a vision and a dream of 1989. Don't let money hold you up. God will make a way. I'm living proof. Can't hardly talk about it. I'm living proof. Spent my last $100 on payroll. God made a way. You're missing opportunity because you're reasoning things in the flesh instead of trusting in the Spirit. Let me shoot that one at you again. You are missing out on opportunity because you are reasoning things in the flesh instead of trusting in the Spirit. Trusting in the Lord requires surrender, surrendering our own understanding and relying on the wisdom of God. Our trust must be in God. Start inviting Him to guide your life and decision making. If you're going to sin, get permission before you do it. If you're going to drink it, smoke it, click on it, 
Say, God, those that have porn issues, let me just just throw this at you. Okay, you can say this. You say, okay, God, I really want to click on that naked woman right there. Is that okay? See what he says. I guarantee you he's not going to say, that's going to be fine. If you go to smoke it, take it, ask God if it's okay if you do that first. You know why? Because that is a spirit-led life that is surrendered. You should not want to do anything that grieves God. And all you got to do is trust him. He asked me to do something the other day. And I went back and I said, I don't see it, God, but I trust you. It's putting stuff on the cross. It's putting the addiction on the cross. Putting what defines you on the cross. And say, I choose not to be that. Because your choice was made at the cross. He gave you freedom at the cross. And I think we walk around in our ailments that we do because we don't think that the cross and we don't think that the blood, Sam, has any power. The same spirit that is inside of you is the same spirit that is inside of God and the Holy Spirit. Almost done. Thank you for bearing with me. If we allow the Spirit of God to make decisions, then you will align with God's plan. Allow Him to make the decisions for you, and you will will align with Him. For your life will then walk not in temptation and limitations. Where do limitations come from? God doesn't give you limitations. Now, he'll tell you things that you should do, things you shouldn't do, but the limitations are in between these two places here, your heart and your your brain. You say, well, (coughs) the ministry that God has called me to do costs hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars. Mine too. What are you waiting on? If I would have thought that way, you wouldn't be here today. You can't think that way. In Romans chapter 8, 5 and 6, it says this. It says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Sin doesn't happen in the Spirit. Sin happens in the flesh. Your ministry may birth in the the Spirit 
and then it will manifest itself out of the flesh. I mean, we're looking at storefronts and we're looking at all this stuff in Winston-Salem right now. We're looking at all this, looking at, uh, at you know, repairing. I need a painter. If somebody uh, feels led to paint, I'll pay you to paint that building over there because it looks terrible. And, and, and thank God for, for Kelly and Alexa for their landscaping ability. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Let me give you an example. This is a, a business ministry that, that Kelly and Alexa and their family have. It's a great name, Helping Hand Services. Those that are watching online, I encourage you to use them. They, they've painted, they've done some painting at, at Megan and Andy's house. They, they did a mulch here. They cleaned the church. And guess what? We pay them. You know why? Because they should be. They should be paid. Now, they don't charge us like you know, they were with some corporate company, you know, but I mean, they, and, and they don't, we should pay them more, but I appreciate what they do. She brought me the bill to what the landscaping was. Now, understand something. The last estimate I've got was $5,000. They didn't charge us that. And so, Kelly brought me an estimate, and I'm looking to see how much it is. I thought it was very reasonable. We come up to it. She said, I can start on Wednesday, and I'm thinking, okay, let's do it. And the whole time I'm saying, I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, Well, I can pull money from savings to pay it because the church didn't have it. I said, I'll pay for it. I told her, I said, I'll pay for it. Because the important part is that I want this church to look good. And you know what? I got a phone call. I got a phone call. I think it was even after I talked to Andy. Person said, How can I help your church? Got any money? Yeah. I'm not afraid to ask for money. <laughs> yeah. I'll help you. God 
makes a way. He makes a way. We're working with the insurance company to get the roof replaced because it's in a pretty tough spot. We met with them this past week. Money's already coming in to donate for the roof to get on what the insurance doesn't cover. We're launching two daycares this year. It's unheard of. I teach business at college level. I don't recommend that. Campus in, Win Campus in Winfield, Campus in Gasway, possibly Winston-Salem. Property in Richwood. I'm having fun. Because I know that souls are going to get helped. Podcast Monday through Friday. Radio station that's reaching around the world. Dream big. Don't let money hinder you. Don't let it. Dreams for business that you have, don't let money hinder it. If you feel like God wants you to do it, trust. Don't be stupid, but trust that God will help you. And sometimes you have to wait. Isn't it exciting? Isn't it exciting? I got a check the other day for the daycare. wasn't expecting it. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not centering this thing around me. I'm centered around God. But I have to tell you what God's doing in my life so that it can happen in yours. So what's burning down inside of you that God wants you to start? You know something I thought about? I thought Richwood, you know, it's just not, I mean, it's not the happening town over there, but let me tell you something. I guarantee you there's people on drugs. And I thought, can half of this street be, can half of it be, can that property be, About what God wants. I'm telling you, I'm excited. Living in the Spirit. Now, are there times that this old boy don't feel it? Yes. Are there times that it doesn't line up like I hope it does? Yes. But can I give you one last thing? And this is in my handwriting right here. Your life is not about you. Make eye contact with everybody. Your life is not about you. Stand to your feet. Man, I tell you what, I'm excited.
beyond measure of what God wants to do. Barb's getting ready to do a few podcasts. Uh, we've got uh, Carl and Becky um, out of uh, the Winfield campus. They do theirs at home, so I don't have to, the only thing I have to do is upload theirs. And, and, and so we've got their podcast. They had a vision for podcast. They've done, um, this is their third one that, that we've uploaded. It's going around the world. And it's been a vision of theirs. So we get to help in their vision. God, we praise you so much for everything that you do. And, and Father, I pray that we find out what you want to do in this campus and that we do it. That we do it. Give us what you want us to do. Use us for your kingdom, glory, and honor. Speak to your people on ministries, books, visions of things that you want. In Jesus' name, amen. We're starting a publishing company called We Care Publishing, children's books. First one's done, going to, going to the publisher to, to have all the uh, illustrations done. John Sandy's working on some stuff. Going to the publisher. Books. You have books inside of you that need to be written. You have ministries inside of you that need to be done. You say, well, I tried that and it failed. Try it again. I'm trying to pump you up and kick you out the door saying, man, I am ready to change this world one person at a time. Pray for Carlos and Brenda. I got to see her in the emergency room on Friday. Uh, we're going to stop by on the way home. We're going straight from here to uh, the hospital uh, at Charleston Memorial. That's where she is. And uh, she's been having headaches. I was really, I was really, I, I just couldn't believe it after seeing what God did with her on Sunday morning here. Then, you know, she's in the hospital a few days later and I'm thinking, so we're going to go see her and we're going to have prayer again with her. And, Believe God for great things uh, for them. So pray for, pray for them. Carla came in. She flew in this past week and, and to be with her mom. And Bridget, I got to spend some time with Bridget and uh, with Carlos on Friday. So pray for them. And we're on our way to go see them when we leave here. So Father, we pray for, for Brenda. And God, we just pray and we rebuke this, the, the spirit and the, the, the spirit of infirmity off of her. We curse that in Jesus' name. Father, we just pray that she is healed, that she is whole, and that she is well in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Help us to be what you've called us to be. And we love you, God. And we praise you for this.
in Jesus' name. As you leave today, remember this one thing. Your life is not about you. Have a great day, everybody. Love you all.